In the middle of May 2005, four friends and I squeezed into a tiny purple car nicknamed Professor Plum. Only one of us had a car, but she'd offered to drive everyone from Chicago to Kalamazoo, Michigan for a medieval studies conference. We were at the exhilarating end of our first year in graduate school. Spring was finally winning the battle against my very first Midwestern winter. My heart was slowly warming to the man next to me in the middle seat, who I married four years later. And my friend, the driver, was speeding. When we passed through Indiana, a young highway patrolman pulled us over. He did the usual, checked my friend's license and registration, etc. When he walked back to our car, he asked whether we'd been drinking. We said no, but he said he could smell alcohol. We insisted there was no alcohol in the car, which there wasn't, and he finally let us move along. As we drove away, we speculated that an old apple core in the car may have given off a slightly alcoholic smell. But mostly, we were just a car full of young people, invigorated by spring and excited about life and all its possibilities. It was probably easy to mistake us for being a little drunk. Being, mis being mistaken for being drunk was exactly what early Christian communities were going for when they sought to live the Christian life. Today's passage from the letter to the Ephesians advises its readers not to get drunk from wine, but instead to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And back in May, on the first day of this season of Pentecost, we heard how the disciples were mistaken for being drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. According to the book of Acts, they weren't drinking a drop. Instead, a sound like rushing wind filled the house where the disciples were sitting, and they began speaking in other languages. Onlookers sneered and grumbled that the disciples were filled with new wine, but really they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So this whole season of Pentecost is the season for being so filled with the Spirit that we seem drunk. And the scriptures give us some guidance for how to fill ourselves in this way. The passage from Ephesians tells us to be filled with the Spirit through music as we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in our hearts. You may have had an intoxicating experience or two with music. For me, that feeling has come from singing Let It Be with Sir Paul McCartney and more than 40,000 people in Chicago's Wrigley Field. And who am I kidding? even from hearing a Fleetwood Mac cover band sing Landslide right here at the Walton Arts Center. But we're also outrageously fortunate to have hymns and songs offered here each Sunday. And as I can testify from my own years as a choir member, this music fills us in a way that nothing else can. The passage from Ephesians suggests that as this music plays in our hearts, we experience gratitude giving thanks to God at all times and for everything. Like music, this gratitude can fill us with the Holy Spirit like new wine. I don't want to spoil a particular film for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but I'll never forget one scene when a character narrates his last living moments. He says he could feel angry, 
But instead, all he feels, he says, is gratitude for every single moment of my stupid little life. His gratitude is a moment of almost drunken transcendence. Giving thanks in all times and in all places is a phrase from Ephesians worked into our Eucharistic prayers to bless the bread and the wine that we share each week. And our gospel today continues a theme, offering us bread and wine as Christ's way of abiding with us. So drinking what Christ offers is another way of filling ourselves. This Eucharistic wine gives us a sustaining joy that addictive substances promise, but often destroy. Those among us on journeys of sobriety are the stewards of so much wisdom for living this type of Christian life, a life of separating ourselves from illusory forms of joy and freedom, a life of gratitude for day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment living a life of knowing and accepting our weaknesses and limitations as Christ has done for us, a life of surrendering ourselves to that love and extending empathy to others. In some ways, the early Christian churches that the letter to the Ephesians was written for were like communities of sobriety. These churches were trying to disentangle themselves from the compulsions of the world around them, which the letter writer calls folly. And debauchery. But the call to sobriety in Ephesians and similar letters was also founded on a famous early Christian error. This error was the expectation that the world would end and judgment would come very soon. So in the passage today, when the letter writer tells Christians that the days are evil, he considers the evil that he sees around him to be a sign that a final, decisive judgment is on its way. The author tells early Christians to make the most of the time because he believes that human beings have one last chance to distinguish themselves from those who will surely be condemned. Some readers have understood Ephesians as a call to strict abstinence from alcohol and even secular music. Other readers have adapted differently to the indefinite delay in the last judgment. It turns out that Pentecost is a season that returns again and again, not a once-in-human-history opportunity. So instead of isolating themselves, some Christians gradually incorporated many sources of joy and wisdom into lives of long-term faithfulness, especially Episcopalians. But still we can learn from those early Christians who made a sharp distinction between wise living and the world's folly. We can still strive to be a community marked by a life that's at once more joyful than this world's mundane routines and more sober than its addictive patterns. Where we gather, there's the thrilling sound of music. There's gratitude for the smallest details of our whole lives. There's freshly baked bread. The wine may not be top shelf, but we make up for that by serving only the best sip, the first one. And miracle of miracles, it fills us.